Welcome to the Soda Pod, ladies and gentlemen. Isha Jerome here alongside Brandon Quast, and uh, we got a jam-packed show, so we're going to get right into it. Um, but before we get into some hockey talk, Brandon, um, I hope you're, uh, you're drowning your sorrows with some sodas right now as your uh, Green Bay Packers just lost a nasty one. Um, and, I am uh, pissed. <laughs> and uh, as I can tell you, I'm not drowning my sours, but, or my sorrows, but I already slurred my words there, but I am... Uh, I am drinking the Pink Whitney. No uh, beers, no sodas in my house after this weekend. So I cracked open a new bottle of, uh, of that Pink Whitney. And you and I were just talking, like literally seconds before I started recording here, about how, uh, how you've ne- you haven't even tried a bottle yet. And you're like, oh, I wonder if I can get some in uh, Wisconsin. But if I can get some in Vancouver Island, British Columbia, you can definitely find some at Wisconsin. And where did you say uh, carried it for... Eleven ninety nine. By the way, folks, it, where I live in Canada, it was just shy of thirty bucks uh, after taxes. Yep, uh, the local retailer that everyone would be familiar with here in the states would be uh, Target. Target, you can Target. Who's at Target? A Canadian, uh, like for a Canadian, that blows my mind. You know, honestly, I would have thought maybe okay, you could get Pink Whitney at Walmart, no big deal. But Target, eh. See, even hard liquor at Walmart blows my mind. I think, I think super, real Canadian Superstore and Walmart here in Canada can sell wine, I, but I think that's it. No, what you need is a Myers, a Myers grocery store, unless you guys have them up there. No, I am familiar though, because like, well, I, I'm so close to like Seattle and the Tri-City area that, um, and my grandmother lives right, right across the border in Blaine, actually. So I do go to the United States often and I'm, oh, I'm half American. My mother is from Seattle. So I'm familiar with all like the big chains, but just because I live in Canada and, and kind of a secluded part of Canada here on the West coast. Um, it's just, it's just kind of a culture shock for me when, uh, when things like that are highlighted, but I'm excited, man. Once you pick up a bottle, you'll have to, uh, you have to dig into it a little bit and, uh, we'll have a, we'll have a really funny podcast recording session after that. Um, but right now let's get into some hockey talk. And, um, and some promotions here, like the one we have on Twitter, folks. Uh, gongshowgear.ca, you can go check them out. They sponsor our weekly giveaways on Twitter, um, at HockeyPodNet. I think right now we also have a special MyBookie.ag-inspired giveaway um, going on where you can win a copy of NHL 20. So just hop on at HockeyPodNet on Twitter, and uh, it's really easy to enter all the – all the rules and regulations are, are there on the Twitter posts and uh, get in on our weekly contest. And we want to give a huge thanks to Gong Show Gear. Go check out their amazing hockey gear. The greatest Canadian hockey brand, apparel brand that is gongshowgear.ca. Um, the show rundown today, we're going to dive right into the open phone segment. Then we got some wild news and notes. Two really exciting wild wins to cover. And some other notes uh, and wild news sprinkled in that segment as well. Then we'll move right ahead to our general hockey talk and run down our new poll question. We didn't have a poll question last week as things were a little crazy uh, schedule-wise. But we do have one this week. It's already starting to gain some traction. And I'm really excited to talk about, uh, well, my pick, quite frankly, for the poll question. But let's get into the open phone app, ladies and gentlemen. We have a text and voicemail uh, number open to all Minnesota fans um, in and outside the state of hockey. Listen, it's simple. If you call us, 
we're putting you on the podcast and we'll give you a shout out as i told the friend of ours on twitter it's a great way to interact with our listeners so don't be shy give us a shout at 612-324-1684 um we do have brandon we have a great voicemail this week as i bring it up here on the open phone app again thanks open phone it is from uh it's from now a well a semi-regular contributor mr drunk greg are you excited are you ready for this oh yeah i can't believe that's what we named him to just drunk greg but but it's the true because hey as long as he's okay with it then it's all good well he hasn't said anything else but here here's his message and, and question for us It's Greg, all right. <laughs> that was gonna... Did you get all that? Did you get all that? No, you, the connection yeah. wasn't wasn't the greatest on that call. I think I got most of it, but um, gotta say, you gotta man that 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 voicemail started off great with the uh, voice cracking in the background. Oh man, I don't know. Last time he said he was, I think it was a few weeks ago, where he said he was knee deep in the Paps Blue Ribbon, and Brandon Quast here on the Soda Pod is a fan of the Paps Blue Ribbon. Oh yes, I am. I got an unfortunate story with the Paps Blue Ribbon. One of the first times ever ever drank it in high school. Oh no, six pack of the the Paps, and uh, it didn't sit well, but. You know, we'll uh, we'll keep it at that. I know this is a little bit of a wobbly pop podcast too, so we got did you, uh, more stories. Did did you uh, let's just say uh, create a lake with uh, <laughs> stomach bile? Uh, I, I did. I add another lake to that Minnesota state of yours. No, uh, it, it wasn't to that extent, but uh, it, it wasn't a good night. Let's say I, I it's not my first <laughs> choice off the shelf. Um, go go to the Google machine after this and look up Lucky Logger. I'd rather drink that shit. But to answer <laughs> Greg's question. If you have 50 bucks, do you bet on the wild making the playoffs? You know, uh, no, you don't. Sure, the odds are, that's probably good odds. And if the wild go on a run or for another team in the West, because oh, the Pacific is so tight, who knows what's going to happen there. In the Central, it's, it's uh, I guess it's, um, there's a chance that the wild could be a wild card in the Western Conference, but in the Central, there's so many teams that are better than them. Um, look, if you, if you want to roll the dice, if you want to make a lot of money off the bet, though, the odds are against you. Sure. Put 50 bucks in the wild because there's a chance though. Very small, just because hell they can beat the best teams in the league. They just beat Dallas. They just beat Tampa Bay. Um, and in my opinion, Tampa Bay is way better than Dallas, but, but long the short of it is they're not, they're not a playoff team. If they squeak into the playoffs, they're not making a run. So if you want to keep your 50 bucks, you know, I, I'd say like 80% chance of, you know, keeping your 50 bucks would be to, or there's an 80% chance of them not making the playoffs. So you might as well just keep your 50 bucks. Yeah. And I would, I want to agree with Isha. I mean, I would, I'd probably just keep your 50 bucks. I mean, looking at the standings and whatever, we're, we're the wild are significantly, you know, I went, I'm going to say, you know, waist deep into, I don't know if that's fair to say, waist deep into the uh, standings. 
you know, right now, as it looks the, in the wild card in the West, we got the Coyotes and the Golden Knights, and those are two teams that are going to be very tough. Man, Calgary tough. and the Canucks are really making a, a push as well. And Edmonton yeah. is kind of a wild card because it's all on McDavid and Drysaddle's back, so that's why I don't really include them in that. But <laughs> the Flames and Canucks are looking like, hey, we're going to compete. You know, and we have been competing this year. I mean, the Canucks, I mean, I haven't, I used to cover the Vancouver Canucks on the old rendition of the Stick and Ring podcast. And I, I haven't been able to watch a lot of their games this year because, to be perfectly honest, folks, I've been committing to covering the Minnesota Wild and watching and absorbing as much content as I can, you know, watching as many games as I can, listening to as many radio shows, um, articles, podcasts, etc. So I haven't watched Canucks too much, but I've been blown away with the games that I have tuned into and when I look at their stats that team is a solid team in the West who's pushing to make a playoff spot in the rebuild. Yeah. Another team too, I would, I would look out for is Winnipeg, you know, if they can go get going on a heat or two, they, they just need a defensive piece just to, oh yeah, just to, fur, just to further add depth to that young defense core, because I, I just can't, they went from having one of the best defense cores in the league to having the biggest question mark in one, in one off season. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and like we talked about in a previous podcast, a couple podcasts ago, you know, in order for, I think someone posed a question to us about how, what would the wild call a successful season? And then another hump that they kind of got to get over here, but they're not far behind is getting past the national predators and they're only one point behind the predators. So I'd call that a win right now. But um, yeah, you, you know, know what standings wise and just like, you know, your goal every season is to do the best you can. It's not necessarily to tank, although sometimes, you know, a manager will put those pieces, you know, in place, you know, a, a developing team, a rebuilding team. They're obviously not going to do well in the standings as per Detroit, as per the Canucks in the last few years. <laughs> but, but, but back to this point, if they do pass the National Predators, though, the National Predators are maybe just kind of a one off for them in, in this window that is closing, I will say. I still think that's a that's a win for the Minnesota Wild. Look, if they make it into the playoffs, or if they're you know one or two points out of a wild card um, when it comes time for playoffs, they've they've had a good season. That 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 defines a good season. However, for their long term plans and um, well and their ability to draft, that's just that's what's in question here. But they have a guaranteed young player coming into their roster next season, so maybe that's why it's not you know, the most important thing, i.e. tank, because though they may not get a pick in the draft, who's going to come right into the NHL and help them compete right away. They're, they're getting Kirill Kaprasov. Yeah, for sure. And going back to, you know, the standings to another team to look out for that might get in the way of the wild is the Blackhawks. They've been on a bit of a heater lately as well. They've won their past five games. So they're yeah, but they're I, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. Thank you for for bringing that up because yeah, they've they've well, they passed they've passed the Predators and the Blackhawks or and uh, Nashville respectively in the standings. But I just think the Wild are deeper than the Blackhawks. I think the Blackhawks are good. They have two good top two lines and maybe one good defensive pair. But then it kind of falls off from there, and their goaltending's in question. Yeah, their goaltending is a big question mark with the whole of uh, what is it, Robin Leonard and Corey Crawford. Um, well, Leonard's some... been good, but Crawford, it's he's done. Yeah, and Crawford goes out and says, apparently says, I'm not going to say that he did because I still am trying to source it, but Crawford apparently goes out and says that uh, he doesn't want to be a backup anywhere in the league. So, you know, there's some, so, there might sorry, be a little. Bud, when, you, when you get into might... mid 30s, you're a backup in the league. There might Unless be a little. Roberto Luongo. There might be a little bit of a, <laughs> there might be a little bit of a uh, 
drama story going on there. I, I, I like that, though, the Roberto Luongo reference with him and uh, Schneider. Him and Schneider. And, Dude, that, uh, that, that, that video was hilarious to watch. My contract with, sucks. <laughs> and that, the one that uh, James Duthie made with oh, uh, yeah. Schneider and Luongo. Oh, it was good stuff. They they played that uh that storyline, that media storyline well. Um, we got to move on here, but I'm just looking at the standings right now, man. Like, it's crazy how how tight the Pacific is, and it's crazy how dominant the teams are coming out of the Metropolitan. You got Washington, Pittsburgh, the Islanders. You know, Columbus has put together a damn good season for a ragtag group of players. The Carolina Hurricanes are a very um, a very competitive team, although they just lost Dougie Hamilton to a broken leg, and he's not. Bummer. Yeah, and and he's not um he's not said to come back until you know the playoffs start. And obviously, coming in at the playoffs, he's not going to be the Dougie, Dougie Hamilton he's been um thus far. You know, a, a Norris Trophy candidate, dude. He has forty points and fourteen goals this season in forty seven games. So that's a big loss for the Carolina Hurricanes. But but anyways, Carolina, Philadelphia, those are all great teams, and um it's crazy to think that the wild card spot is just gonna. It's going to be a crazy fight for a wild card spot, um, both in the East End and in the Western Division this, or in the Western Conference this this season. But uh, we've milked this open phone segment enough, eh, Brandon? Again, thank yeah. you, Drunk Greg. Um, I wish you you uh, contributed weekly. I may have missed a text from Shane. I'm sorry, but we have to move on. So Shane, if you're listening, uh, send us a text or uh, or a voicemail next week. And again, thanks to our friends at Open phone um they give you a business phone and an app great monthly rates at only 10 bucks a month and uh invites to the web app come out right when you start using the app folks and the web app is unbelievable so check that out again at open phone app on twitter follow us myself at vi sports talk and uh, brandon quest at quest gone wild and of course the soda pod at the soda pod the best thing you can do today is rate and review the network and the shows you like folks we have our own feed yeah that's right our individual feed, the soda pod. So look it up wherever you get your podcast from and give us a nice rating and review reminder. We do have a poll question out on Twitter at the soda pod. And we'll get into that in the third segment of the show. Write-ins are always encouraged. So please explain yourself. If you miss any part of the show, you can download the podcast at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. We will have a separate feed. Well, I'm reading off an old uh, outline here. God damn it. I was on a good roll, Brandon, but uh, it, seems, it seems like uh, the trip to trail earlier in the, uh, <laughs> this whole glass of pink Whitney that I've just seemed to down has, uh, has impeded me a little bit. Folks, we have a new feed, its own feed, the soda pod out right now. So please uh, subscribe to that. If you're just a fan of the soda pod and are not listening to anything else on the hockey podcast networks main feed. However, we do encourage you to check out, uh, all the other shows as they're unbelievable here. Um, and you can get a playlist for all of them again online, the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. As always, the Soda Pod's a product of the Hockey Podcast Network, and it is brought to you by our friends, our best friends at gongshowgear.ca. Oh, I'm stumbling here, Brandon. Let's, uh, let's get into some wild <laughs> news and notes. By the way, um, I, I want to mention that... Uh, I'm trying to get some rhyme sayers or, or so, you know, some musical artists who are who are signed to the rhyme sayers entertainment label, Minnesota. How are you? I'm trying to get some guests on the soda pod, you know, some uh, rappers and some hip hop artists who are fans of hockey to come on the show. So that is in the works folks. Um, and I just bring that up because uh, there, 
hip hop is really relevant this weekend. You know, Mac Miller, the late Mac Miller, his last album where, you know, his representatives and family uh, put together, you know, the last few songs that he was preparing to release on his, uh, his, his album that was supposed to come out. That came out this weekend along with Eminem dropped an album. I believe Eminem's what, like 47, 48 years old right now. He Sounds dropped like an album me. out, three songs produced by Dr. Dre. One featured Anderson Pack, who I- I'm a fan of all music, Brandon. But in regards to hip hop, I have to I have to say that Anderson Pack is probably the the greatest hip hop artist of our era right now, and of the modern era. And that song with the Dr. Dre beat and Eminem was unbelievable. So I encourage everyone to listen to both of those two albums. Mac Miller for me, I'm 26 years old. So when I was in grade 11 and grade 12, those that's that's the era where kind of Mac Miller started to become big. You know, his YouTube videos became big. His free songs were available to download via links off his YouTube videos, like Kids, for example. That was a great mixtape. So I was listening to this Mac Miller album, knowing that, you know, that he's passed away and everything. And the first song just, I don't know, it was, it was pretty emotional, but it was, uh, it, it's a really good album, especially if you've been a fan of this artist for a long time. You a hip-hop fan? Um, yeah, but I can't really, uh, can't really name anything in specific that I listen to. Okay, just... well, Brandon, I, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Write it down. Grab a pen. I got a pen in hand. And I encourage you to grab one. Uh, Anderson Pack, that's P A A K. Check him out and uh, check out Mac Miller's album Kids and then his last album right now that came out. Um, God, I forget what it's called, but I'm not even going to go through the trouble of opening up Spotify. But if you look up Mac Miller, I'm sure it's right on his page. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> All right, um, let's get into some hockey talk. As per uh, Dmitry Filipovic, you can give him a follow at Dim Filipovic on Twitter. This is a interesting, uh, this is an interesting stat. It's a funny stat. It's a great stat for me as I'm a Washington Capitals fan, but it is wild related as a um, grand Marcus Granlin. I'm sorry. Is it Marcus Granlin? That's his brother who played for the Canucks. Yes. Mikel Granlin, who played for uh, the Minnesota wild. Who's now uh, struggling with the Nashville predators, him, Ryan Dezingle, Derek Stefan, Nikita Gusev, and Joe Pavelski all have eight goals this season. Alex Ovechkin, he has fucking eight goals this week. Yep. How about that for you, hashtag stats guy? Yep. Um. <laughs> Alex Ovechkin, he's honestly... He's, he's, gonna my favorite, he's my favorite player. Is he the best player to ever play? Absolutely not. Lemieux, um, you know, Bobby Orr, uh, Gordy Howe and Gretzky, they take that throne. But he, in the modern era... He's the best goal scorer, and he may pass Gretzky as being the best goal scorer of all time. I'm pretty sure he will pass Gretzky. I, I think so, with too. With him being on the streak that he's going, he's, I think he'll pass Gretzky. Dude, he needs two 40-goal seasons, what, another two 30-goal, and then two or three 20-goal. He will easily he will sign a five-year deal that will bring him to 40 years old, and he will pass Gretzky's record in his last season as a 40-year-old and go out with Gre- passing Gretzky's goal record that's insane he's got a stanley cup they could win a fucking another one this year they're that good man what like i know crosby probably is still if, if you still want to go at them head to head like back in the day you know who's the better the, who's the better player the the canadian center or the russian winger man imagine if ovechkin you know he may not have the, the same amount of stanley cups as Sidney crosby when all things are said and done he may not have the amount of points that Sidney Crosby has when all things are said and done. But if he passes fucking Wayne Gretzky in goals, that's an argument, you know, in that, you know, debate of who's the better player out of those two. He needs to get a fucking trophy if he does that. 
Like, Man, I'm getting fired up talking about this. I fucking yeah, love Alex Ovechkin. You just imagine the celebration in D.C. if Ovechkin oh, passes Gretzky. I mean, the Stanley Cup, okay, it, I get it, and you get it too, being a hockey person. It's well, the and a Capitals fan, man. I was fucking crying when they won that cup. I mean, I'd probably cry too, but I'm not exactly a Capitals fan. But, uh, no, to Ovechkin, pass, I think any player that would pass – Gretzky, but Ovechkin, especially if he becomes the first person to pass Gretzky, oh yeah, there's going to be a big-ass celebration. Ovechkin's going to be MIA for like three days, because I'm sure he'll be celebrating like heck. You know, maybe drinking some Pink Whitney. You never know. Yeah, that's the thing. Pink Whitney <laughs> wasn't around when they won the cup, but I have, you know, so he was drinking what? The Bud Lights, the Coronas. Uh, I have to imagine much. now that Ryan Whitney will personally fly uh, to go party with Ovechkin and, and hand him a few balls. Probably Biz Nasty too. I mean, why not? By the way, Biz Nasty bought a house in uh, Oak Bay, which is a district of uh, Victoria, British Columbia, where I live. Apparently, my roommate saw him when he was. Eric, did you see? Did you see Biz Nasty when you were wandering the streets of Oak Bay? So you didn't actually see him. Oh, you saw him downtown. Anyways, my roommate uh, he saw him downtown and gave me the scoop a few months ago. Nice. Um, all right, some more wild news and notes. Corey Pronman of The Athletic. Um, <laughs> did you see this tweet? Not as informed on, uh, on the Wild's hype towards Kirill Kaprizov as, uh, as, you know, I really thought he would have because he had a great in-depth uh, piece on the top prospects um, oh, geez. in the 2019-2020 season. And, you know, Kirill Kaprizov jumped from uh well jumped a lot jumped from around 20 i believe to nine and there was a funny quote that i uh screenshot and uh, and highlighted and then added to it to twitter and that was uh the minnesota wild fans likely aren't familiar with this name but kaprizov has been pretty good the last few years in russia now i uh <laughs> i tweeted not the case at all mr pronman um there's so much anticipation for this young man to arrive. It's crazy. And uh, I believe that's the case, you know, talking to you, you know, I keep calling you a local, but you're, you're close enough to Minnesota. Yeah. I, how, long, how far are you from Minnesota? If you would have wanted to drive, say to the, the XL energy center. Uh, about four hours. See, that's nothing. That's how long it takes for me to get to my girlfriend's house up Island. That's a long time, actually. <laughs> well, that just shows it's not as little island as people people call it Vancouver. Yeah, but that's also, that, that's also dedication, my friend. Hey, she's the one, man. You gotta yeah, <laughs> you gotta I, make that commitment. Hey, I respect that. I do. Yeah, you're a married man. Oh yeah, damn right. You better respect that. I get it. <laughs> um, any last comments on that before we move on? I mean, I, I was just I was I was astonished because this guy. I read the article. It was an outstanding article. Fuck, I forget how many how long it was. But if you would have put it on like. Microsoft Word, it would have been probably like over 20 pages. It was a long ass article. He was yeah. in depth with every prospect. You know, everything I needed to know about every prospect, I, you know, I got the information I was looking for. But the fact that he was like, Minnesota fans probably don't know who this is. Are you kidding me? Have you seen this team? We're longing for a young prospect, and we have one here in Kirill Kaprasov. Yeah, we do. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the state of hockey is going to be very, very happy to see him when he finally comes over to Minnesota this you know, next coming season. And it's not just going to be the state of hockey. It's going to be the state of Krill Kaprizov, I think. So, you know, we're, I'm we're getting def- the jersey with his number, man. We're definitely in for a treat, I think. What is it, 97? 97. Oh, what a sick number. Well, just, just, just because, besides the fact that that's also Connor McDavid's number. But, you know, 
Yeah, well, it's going to be Kirill Kaprizov's number in the state of hockey, bud. Is it, is it even is it even cool to be a to is it even cool to uh, like Quinn Hughes and like Connor McDavid and talk about them in the same sentence? In your opinion? Wait, Quinn Hughes and yeah, Connor Quinn McDavid. Hughes. Yes. Um, because you're my my buddy. I told you about that. He's a really big Quinn Hughes fan. Well, he refers to Connor McDavid as Connor McJesus, and I feel like. If you like, Look, eh. in my in my opinion, Connor McDavid is the fastest skater in the league. Oh yeah, but, no doubt. But Quinn Hughes is the best skater in the league, and this is rookie season. Man, I've never seen a person skate as well as Quinn Hughes. I said Savard like it's amazing. Yeah. So it's- I, and I, again, I haven't watched as many Canucks games as I was well, as I should as a as a fan who you know lives in BC and who's grown up in BC and who ultimately bleeds blue and green. Um, but from his time in Michigan where I really watched him covering the Vancouver Canucks on the radio show a few years ago. Um, he, he's the best skater uh, I've ever seen. I've never seen anyone carve and s- spin around people at every level of play, man. It, it's amazing. I got to watch Quinn Hughes play a couple of Michigan games when he right, played yeah, against you're Wisconsin. An guy. Yeah, I got to see him play too, and I knew the kid was something special. I really did. Look, I don't and, know if I've, I've probably said this on this podcast. I know I've definitely said it on the, uh, the, the first rendition of the Stick and Ring podcast. When I wanted to do my due diligence – and and scout every defensive prospect in his respected draft year. I watched them all with my uh, former co-host Dylan Kayser. He was a guest on last week's uh, or on last episode, episode thirty-one. So go check that out. Um, and I was I was brought to my feet. I left my seat just just because of his skating. I wasn't even watching a highlight. I was watching gameplay. And I was brought to my feet. And I went, this guy is the best defensive prospect in that draft. And uh, it's looking to be the case. Um, last wild news and note, Koivu, uh, late scratch in last night's game against the Dallas Stars. Brandon, do you want to shed any more light on that? He was sick. <laughs> Just straight up with the flu? <laughs> yep. He was, uh, I think, pretty sure, uh, you know, maybe he ate too much raw fish or something. and Couple, couldn't get off the wings. Couldn't get, <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> hey, that's not even funny, dude. I had chicken for dinner tonight. So. I said um, chicken wings, not chicken. Well, this was some pretty good chicken, trust me. But uh, you were at a no. fucking uh, an NFL playoff party. You didn't have chicken wings. No, we had straight up chicken. You, you United States you gotta, animals. You, you gotta, you, you gotta be like Barshawn Lynch, man. You gotta take care of y'all chicken. Well, that's <laughs> what we did. We took care and we ate the chicken. So um, I heard he had that trademarked, by the way. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. I, dude, I, dude, I love beast mode, man. Oh, dude, like I'm a. Again, like I'm not a huge football guy, and I, I, I almost obnoxiously follow the CFL just to like try to get all. Because let's be on Vancouver Island, everyone here's a Seahawks fan. They don't give a fuck about the the BC Lions of the CFL, but I try to keep the local team and the Canadian team, uh, you know, relevant. So I obnoxiously follow them, but you know, I'm default a Seahawks fan just because they're so close to us here on the West Coast. And when Marshawn Lynch was part of the Seahawks fan in, you know, the uh, like 2008 or it was around like what, 2009, 2010 era, like that when they won their Super Bowl. Um, I loved watching beast mode and uh, yeah, he's awesome. He's a walking sound bite. He's amazing. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer. So y'all can shoot. If y'all please, I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. 
Yeah, he is uh, definitely. I'm just here so I won't get fined, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- it's comical, actually, but uh, definitely one of the athletes, you know, in the long haul that I look up to as well, just the way that he plays. You know, Dude, style such a such a warrior, and it was cool to see him suit up for the Seahawks again in the small playoff run uh, that they had. Okay, we're in the wild news and notes segment. Let's jump to the Tampa Bay Lightning game. I have some notes here on the outline, but I wanted to get you know your thoughts on this game as we go through some of these notes here, Brandon. I thought first of all that Nikita Kucherov for the Lightning, he's truly a wizard, and also what a shot that he has. I mean, you've played the game of ho- of hockey uh, at a pretty high level. You could probably appreciate and talk about this guy's shot more more in depth than I can. I mean, he was a thorn in the wild side all night, though. Overall, I think they did do a good job of defending the Tampa Bay Lightning's big guns. Um, you know, they got under Stamkos' skin lately. <laughs> and Dumba was in the mix in the War of Words as well. But back to Kucherov, I mean, just give us a few words on that player from, uh, you know, a player's perspective. He's unreal. I, he really is. I mean, he's not, you know – like high high elite player but well, i don't know man i think he's making a case that he might be like look at his points he's definitely elite for sure and you know I, I i gotta i gotta look something up for him real quick just so i have more to go off of but uh man i he he's not the flashiest player but in my mind Everything he does, he does right. Like, he doesn't make oh, yeah. many mistakes. Like, if the puck's on his stick, he's going to make sure it happen. Oh, yeah. And he definitely, he, production-wise, you put him on the ice, he's going to get something done. And look, just look at the case with uh, the Minnesota game. He uh, he scored two goals. And, and you know, I'm looking at looking at his recent game logs now. And uh, another thing, too, is he put in he put in some good time on ice in the wild game as well. Uh, he got 21 minutes and two seconds of ice time during the wild game. Um, he was a plus one. He got – no, it wasn't a plus one. He had a zero plus minus rating. But he had three shots on goal. And one of those goals he scored was a power play goal. So, Dude, now, like, both goals were nice. But that power play goal was an oh, absolute yeah. snipe. I think I tweeted uh, about it at the Soda Pod on Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, from a wild perspective – this is a guy that's hard to defend because you just don't know what he's going to do next. You really don't. He's in that, he's in that category of players, which we can expand on later on, but I'd put him in that category of players. Like you can't, it's hard. You can prepare all, all, you know, week long. If they know they're going to play the Tampa Bay lightning, you know, they can watch as much film on Kucherov as you want, but he's one of those extremely unpredictable players just with his skill set. Yeah, so fun to watch. Um, five five giveaways for the Minnesota Wild early in the first period. I, I was thinking watching that game, the Wild really had to clean that up mid-game if they were going to have any chance to uh, to defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning, which they did narrowly in a 3-2 uh, win. Stahl, he hit the post uh, early in the game as well. I thought in that game, Brandon, that Stahl was kind of looking his age, you know, yeah. at this point in the season, he's finally looking his age. Slower strides down the middle. But still got a scoring chance off, which is which is which is great to see. When Stahl shoots, you know, I I, I keep saying like, oh, the, the Wild need like more of a shooter. The Wild need more of a scorer. I keep forgetting just how elite Eric Stahl was at the peak of his career and even a few years ago. So though he's slowing down skating wise, 
he's still one of the best um, uh, gen. He's still one of the players on this team who generates the most offense. So that's good to see. I mean, look at him. This this season's played in forty eight games and sixteen goals, nineteen assists. Man, yeah, so. going to the All Star game. Um, the, well, well deserved. The only wild player going to the All Star game too. So. That. Yeah, well, to be honest, I'm still a little surprised of Wild at all got any players to go to the All-Star yeah. game, taking nothing away from Eric okay. Stahl. Okay, touching on Eric Stahl real quick, do you still think the Wild need to need to move him this Buddy, season? yes, absolutely. Uh, I because, thought the same but, thing, too. Yeah, because, man, next season, though, he may not drop off. He may put up the exact same. He may He may look exactly the same as he did this season. You can't bank on that. You have to you have to move this player. You have to. You have to get whatever you can because again, Kirill Kaprasov and uh, what's his name Grigorenko, they may come over. That may be your your center winger uh, duo. Yeah, definitely. And then um, one thing too, we still got to worry about is potentially uh, what players come up from Iowa that actually make the team out of exactly. camp. Exactly. You never you, you never know when that when that happens. You know, with, Mary um, Jerry fucking Mayhew gets a chance someday. Who knows? Maybe when he's thirty. Uh, I feel bad for him, honestly. I don't I think, get it, man. I, I, I think, don't understand. I think Jerry Mayhew should be in the. It should be a full time NHL player. I really do. He deserves it. Look at his production and like, what else does that guy have to do? Other than the, it's just it's just unfortunate because the Wild just have too many players on their on their team. You you want to know who else too has been? I think uh, overstaying their welcome in Iowa, but at no fault of their own. Granted, I think this prospect could be a little more consistent, but Louis Belpedio, I think, honestly, should be getting more of a shot, too, up in the NHL. I mean, granted, having having kind of a backlog of defense that we've had now doesn't really help his case, you know, especially with the emergence of Carson Soucy, you know, Matt Dumba, Brodeen, Brad freaking Hunt, but... um. Brad freaking hunt. Man, you sorry? I can't, I can't wait you... for the trade deadline to further approach so we can talk uh, talk about these heated, you know, rumors of everyone's on the block right now, or there's a lot of players on the block. Rather, I'll step that statement back a bit, but Matthew Dumba perhaps being one of them. Hey, Carolina's looking for a defenseman. So, dude, they need one because they. <laughs> dude, I'm, oh my God, Brandon, we I don't know. have enough time to talk about this, but I'm making a note next week. We got to talk about this. Dumba could be a perfect fit with Carolina. He could honestly. And we could get a forward because the Carolina have a plethora of them. Man, imagine if we got like Marty Nikash in return. Oh my fuck! <laughs> Literally, oh my fuck! Wow. Like, okay, let's, let's would, get this. like <laughs> let's if we did this. if we, if we did, I will tell you, I would probably cheese in my pants. <laughs> All right, let's get this train back on the track here. Yeah, um, Eck rewarded with a goal in that Lightning win as well. Um, you know, it. it Eck rewarded with a goal from Cunning, but it was a great setup um, against the or on the boards by Marcus Foligno, who just creates so much space for his teammates. Six points in his last six game. Hey, he's been looking pretty here. good. He's been he looking has. pretty good with that line of uh, Eck and Cut. Uh, is is that still Cunning? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean the lines were were jumbled up a bit with Koivu's injury and yeah, Bruce they kind of separated the geek line as uh, Jordan Greenway slowed down a bit. But um, honestly, whoever Flingo's with has been playing great this year, and Flingo's just been so consistent. It may be a career year for him in points, but again, six points in his last six games—that's awesome. You, do you really think that he's on the trade block too? I've you know what? Some, if I've seen something on Twitter about it. So if they get a if. If someone overpays for him, you you move him. Oh yeah, that, that's how the league works. Um, but 
I'm sure they're taking calls on him because he's playing out, outstanding in a, a shutdown role. Yeah, he's a role player. You know, he accepts his role for what it is. He'll go out there and do it. Yeah, and he's smart. He's got that NHL blood. Um, Carson Soucy just continues to score, and we'll get into that oh. when the Stars win. And uh, finally, Alex Stalock. He played aggressive as usual, and I thought he was solid, solid in that Lightning win. He had a, a great save uh, late in game where the, where the Lightning actually had a chance to tie things up, and I think Stalock really uh, really put his team on his back there and helped us solidify this win. I really like the way Stalock's been playing, and you know, we'll, we'll tie it over to the Stars game as well. But, yeah, Stalock's been uh, – I was a little suspect when he got the start event against Dallas, but um, let alone um, Tampa. But – with that sorry i'm trying to do like three things at once <laughs> no it's but like suspect sure but but surprise no because no. He's, he's been playing solid has he been playing outstanding? He's been, he's been no sh- but he's been solid he's been sharp i mean granted he still makes me nervous when he uh you know he comes out and he's playing the puck around the blue line but that's definitely not what he needs to do i still do i, I know i talked about a few podcasts ago with Staylock, but i know i said before he and i still agree with what i said i still think he plays too far out of the crease when he does play but He's been, he was sharp, honestly. He stood on his toes. He tracked the puck well. I'm not a goalie guy, but I can just tell all these little things from... 907 uh, save percentage, 2.83 goals against average. It's funny, the junior team that I work for and do broadcasting with here on the on Vancouver Island, the VIJHL, the Peninsula Panthers, how are you, Pete? They just picked up a new goaltender, um, and he. I, I was saying on the broadcast that he reminded me of Alex Stalock. He played really far out of the crease. He played really aggressively, and he just made a ton of passing plays, and you could tell that the young guy and it was his first game. They just picked him up. His first game and just oozing confidence. And throughout the broadcast, I was like, man, I've been covering the Minnesota Wild. And he looks a lot like the way Alex Stalock plays. Um, before we move on to the stars here, uh, or Michael Russo tweeted at Russo Hockey after this uh, Minnesota win against the Tampa Bay Lightning that the Lightning fall 2-10-2 all-time in Minnesota. No wins in St. Paul since 2011. Floridians can't handle a little cold. And he also knows Stalock 18 saves and, and Suter with the game-winning goal. Do we jump to the Stars game? Yeah, we should, because that's, that's the one I want to really talk about. That's the one that's most fresh in my mind, man. Yeah, and just it, the funniest thing is, and I think I told you, it, like, it wasn't the most exciting game. I'm not going to say it was a boring game, because, fuck, man, you, you lose. Uh, you, I mean, you win 7 nothing. It, it's not a boring game. But just the no. brand of hockey that the Wild played. Granted, there were a few highlights, some nice highlights. It, it was just... It wasn't the most entertaining game, but I want to start off with a clip from uh, a good friend of actually the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, Gravitech on Twitter. He had a great response video as he is a Dallas Stars fan. Hell, I think there there even talks at first before you know he decided that he was going to put more of his focus on his YouTube channel, which I think was a great choice because he's a, he's actually he's doing outstanding work right now on YouTube. Um, there was interest in him uh, covering the the Dallas Stars here in the Hockey Podcast Network, so we continue to pump each other's content. And I thought this was a hilarious response clip um, to, to this lost brand. So I'm going to play it here. What was that? What? I, I see, I see this team right here. Not, not, not the Calvary Flames. This team right here lose seven to zero versus the Minnesota wild. What? Now, 
I have this new mattress here, right? It's just, it's just chilling. It's supposed to help me sleep, right? Uh, it's, it's a better one. It's comfy. It's cozy, right? Yeah. You want to know who's not giving me a good night's sleep? This friggin' team, this friggin' team right here, Ryan Hartman, Matt Sugarello, basically the rest of the Minnesota Wild, a guy named like Carson Saucy or whatever his name is. I don't, I don't even know. Are you, are you kidding me, Dallas? Like I, I turned it off after like the fourth goal because of course it was, I, I wasn't even watching after that third goal. It was like, why am I, why am I doing this? What, what is the point of existing? I don't know. I mean, we still don't know at this point, but the Dallas Stars routinely disappoint me and once again did it tonight. Oh, yes, I love it. I love when Minnesota yeah. causes people to sweat. Oh, yeah. That's the, I, tweeted that guy, I tweeted that guy out um, 11 hours ago. I tweeted that out. I knew as soon as I heard the voice. I'm like, I heard this guy earlier. I, all I said was like, oh, it would appear as if someone was sour grapes. Yeah. <laughs> we beat you and we have no players that are of Tyler Ben or, or Tyler Ben. What the hell did I just say? Sounds like you're the one hanging out with the smoke eaters, not me. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, Ty- Tyler Sagan or Jamie Ben, we have no one, none of these caliber players in the wild. But no, we still not even close. The, not even we still, close. We, we still managed to beat the Dallas Stars. And in uh, in fine fashion, I might it was, add. It was a touchdown. It really was. Susie scores again with an outstanding wrist shot. Zuccarello oh. had a great game, a goal and assist, multi-point game. Um, after the Sakara, or after Sakara, uh, Andres Sakara deflects the Zucker pass into his own net, making the game three nothing. A Gravitech uh, commented on this. Seconds later, Greenway on the fourth check creates space for Ryan Hartman, who sets up Ryan Donato with a beautiful backhand goal, making it 4 nothing. And, and in my opinion, Brent, that's when the game was over. I knew the Wild were going to win this game. Oh, um, if you see, if you watch the replay on the Ryan Donato goal, Lindell almost lets Donato just walk right in and score the goal. And the passion from Donato, who again was uh, was actually was supposed to be scratched that game, but, but dressed late um, in relief of Koivu, who like who like we said earlier was sick did he uh did he eat a cheeseburger before too <laughs> <laughs> um like i said the game was done at four nothing despite dallas getting some shots on net in later half in the latter half of this game um the in arena announcer hadn't even finished the annou- announcing the goal when donato scored yeah he just like started and all of a sudden just hilarious uh fourth shutout of the season third time scoring seven goals um or more which is awesome to see from a team that doesn't have a lot of scoring and a win at home on hockey day in minnesota 2020 just a few words on uh just those stats there sir yeah it was definitely a good good day for the minnesota wild um especially on hockey day minnesota too you know and they've they've statistically done well in on hockey day minnesota so you know, I think it just, you know, it's just a lot of players and that play for the wild understand what it means and they go out there and they just play with passion. Yeah, I have to say I was watching the Fox uh, Sports North broadcast and by the end of it, it seemed like everyone was a little tired. Even the broadcasters were <laughs> stumbling uh, their words a little bit, much like uh, much like myself. However, I don't think they were guzzling down Pink Whitney. Um, another great thing about this game um, – Corey Perry and Stalock's oh, late. Now, yes. Corey Perry, as uh, as Stalock says, is a dirty fuck, and and he really <laughs> is. You know, I, like I said, I, I used to follow and cover the Vancouver Canucks. I was 
I watched a ton of battles there with Corey Perry and, um, and well, every Canuck member, including Ryan Kessler at the time. Um, but I, I thought that, that this, this was hilarious. Um, Perry, you know, you, you probably saw, I mean, you saw the play, so I'll let you actually describe the play, then I'll get this clip lined up. Yeah, the uh, Corey Perry play you're talking about? Yeah, late in the game. Like, the game was done. Yeah. It was, what, 6 nothing already? And uh, he didn't have to do what he did to Staylock, and I'll, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, so what I seen there was, you know, Perry was trying to make a play out in front of the net, and, uh, you know, he was skating along, and um, I think it was um, – Daniel, you're familiar with Daniel Carcillo, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pointed out on Twitter with a replay of the of the play, and I only realized this after the game that Corey Perry moved his leg in a sense to make intentional contact with Alex Daylock's head, and in turn, that describing that play, all hell broke loose because Perry knew damn well what he was doing. And yeah, that's what dirty Fox do, right? I think what happened was he knocked Alex Daylock's mask loose. It didn't knock it off completely, but you, you could tell Al was pretty pissed about it because he takes his mask off and spikes it. And then all of a sudden Perry's getting jumped by three wild players. Uh, most notably uh, Luke Cunning um, jumping yeah, he, in there defending here, Staylock. Here's the audio of the, re- of the response. Yeah, sure has, especially early in the first period again. I talked in the pregame show about how how important it was for this Minnesota Wild team to play with energy and play like you don't like you don't you don't like your opponent. The Minnesota Wild did a great job of that against the Tampa Bay Lightning. A lot. I don't know if you caught a little bit of that uh, on the mic or on it's, the ice uh, microphone there. It's, it's, significant, it's certainly significantly for those listening. It's significantly easier to uh, to hear him saying that as you're watching him. You know. Go well, you can see him mouth it. So jump on at the soda pod on Twitter again to watch that video clip. Uh, final thoughts on this game. We only got 15 minutes left in the show. And I do want to get into our next segment in our general hockey talk segment and make sure the, the folks are reminded to jump on the poll question, but any final thoughts in this game, Brandon? Yeah. The uh, wilds, um, you know, I, I understand they, they, they won the game seven, nothing, but they really struggled in the faceoff dot. They're only 31% in the faceoffs department over Dallas, Dallas well, is 69%. Yeah. Actually, and just to quickly, just to chime in there, in the Tampa Bay win as well, they were only 36% in the faceoff. Yeah. Yeah, and then the one more thing, too, I wanted to point out is they finally, the Wild were 3-for-3 three three on the power play, which was really good for them to finally get the power finally, play Finally, because they were only 1-for-4 against Tampa again. But they're still hitting a lot, and they're blocking a lot of shots, so that's nice to see. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm all good to Good to move on. I All just right, want to point uh, out those two two numbers. No, and thanks for highlighting those. Um, a- absolutely. Before we get into segment two, our general hockey talk, and we'll fire through some of the uh, some of those just uh, quick stories that I have here, and I'll share a few on the Soda Pod because I do want to again um, chime into the poll question. But folks, if you miss any part of the show, you can download the podcast at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. We have a separate feed again at the soda pod so check that out wherever you get podcasts or you can find us on our main feed the hockey podcast network um for all episodes of every show and a playlist of all those again the hockey podcast network.com uh segment two some general hockey talk from around the league and the world of hockey We 
talked about this last week, so I'm not going to dive into it in length, but I just wanted to highlight that uh, Nicholas Backstrom, who uh, just recently signed an extension with the Washington Capitals, a five-year extension, he negotiated his own contract, much like Alex Ovechkin did, uh, at, well, at the time with his parents. Um, that That's so cool to see uh, players who don't have to pay, you know, their age in a percentage. And with obviously big contracts like this, that percentage can get up to what, you know, 1.5 to, you know, three, five million dollars at times on these big contracts. So that was just a cool tidbit I wanted to highlight. Moving right along, Wes McCauley, one of the greatest and uh, comical, I guess entertaining is a better word, uh, officials in the National Hockey League. He kicked both centermen out of the faceoff earlier today in a game where the Ottawa Senators hosted the Calgary Flames so that the Kachuk brothers could face off um, in that game. And I thought that was hilarious. You know, there was a camera shot to Keith Kachuk and his wife just kind of chuckling a little bit at that. I don't know if you caught that clip, Ren. Yeah, I, I seen it. And Wes McCauley made some sort of comment to both of them saying that if I'm refing this game, you guys are taking the face off and your mom will love it. I love it. Um, speaking of the Ottawa Senators prospect, Joey Decord, former oh, Arizona God. State <laughs> University netminder. Oh, Did you see that? Draws yes. a penis. That's right. A fucking dick on his stick. Um, <laughs> I don't know the story behind this, and he's playing for the uh, AHL team of the Ottawa Senators at the moment. Again, a, an ASU alumni. I thought I thought this was hilarious. I, I, absolutely. And it's so small that like no player is ever going to notice this. Just a camera. Yeah, it's uh, I actually just seen this a couple hours ago, so it's he's funny to bring now. it up. Yeah, he's famous now, and I'm sure I'm sure um, someone's gonna end up asking him about it. So hopefully, there'll be a story to uh, read about it in not so. Oh, long I'm sure he's time. gonna get an interview very, very soon, like this week, and we'll we'll be able to comment on it on do the you, do, do you do you think if he actually was called up to the Senators and played in the NHL game that he'd have that on his stick still? Fuck, I hope so. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, it is Ottawa, so, you know. <laughs> they need as much pub as they can get right now. Um, yeah. Moving right along, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets story, a reason why they're doing so well. Elvis Merzlikens, in his last four games, has four wins, three shutouts. He stopped 134 of 136 shots. He stopped 31 of 32 high danger chances face. His expected goal against were... 11.4 actually gave up just two. And I can't stress this last point enough, Brandon. His name is Elvis. That was a, a tweet that I read earlier. Um, unbelievable uh, goaltending in Columbus right now. Man, I, I can't believe, you know, they didn't re-sign Bobrovsky to that ridiculous contract. Bobrovsky's under a, a 90 save percentage right now. And they got this this kid. Elvis is in the building for Columbus. And he's absolutely um helping to carry this team perhaps into the playoffs yeah they definitely the blue jackets definitely uh struck struck some good luck with uh having a lot of good goaltending depth after uh Bobrovsky left and this is this Elvis guy and I'm gonna butcher his last name Merz Lincolns Merz Lincolns I think Merz Lincolns I don't know we'll, we'll figure out the pronunciation later but I've uh been seeing more and more about him on Twitter, and he's been uh, he's been the quite the uh, quite the animal lately. Just just gonna sh- shoot some numbers at you, Isha. Um, shoot away. The past he's won his past four games, three of them which were shutouts, as you were just saying. The only one that wasn't a shutout was a three to two victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so in I'm gonna go in in order here. 
going backwards. So um, Blue Jackets playing the Devils. He made 41 saves. Uh, when they Blue Jackets played the Hurricanes, he made 32 saves, 34 saves against Boston, 27 saves against the Golden Knights. And uh, yeah, he's just been on an absolute, absolute uh, heater lately. As far as goaltending is concerned, 92-8 save percentage in forty-two. And this is um, a guy that he came out of twenty games played. He looks like he came out of Latvia. Hey, Latvia, they they got some good hockey players there. They really do, you know. And he's only played two games in the American League this year, and then out of boy, rest is rest is said in town there. He only he played two games, had a um one point five two goals against and a point nine four nine save percentage. So, man, this guy's just. uh, Maybe it's just meant to be. You never know. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to monitor this. We have two more uh, uh, points that I did want to get to in this segment, but we're running short on time. So we're going to save them and bring them to, uh, to the, the Thursday episode in the podcast, uh, Brandon. And before we move on to <clears throat> pardon my, our final segment, segment three, where we're going to go over our poll question this week. I just want to give everyone a reminder to go check out Terry Ryan's podcast, former National Hockey League player Terry Ryan. His podcast is Tales with TR, a hockey podcast. Episode four is available on his own feed by searching up Tales with TR, a hockey podcast. It's also on the Hockey Podcast Network's feed. So go check that out, folks, wherever you get your podcasts from. And uh, the same deal goes for the Ice Analytics podcast. If you're a numbers guy, join Dr. Matthew Arp to, uh, to, as he runs down great storylines, great points, and great analysis about the game of hockey through a numbers lens. You can find the ice analytics podcast every Friday on the hockey podcast network feed or on its own by searching the ice analytics podcast. All right, let's get into segment three, the final segment of the show where we get into the soda pods weekly poll question brought to you by the hockey podcast network and gongshowgear.ca. This week's poll question, Brandon and everyone listening who has the best hockey Twitter account? And I've been I've been wanting to get I've been wanting to gauge the listeners and hockey fans' uh, well opinion on this. And uh, write-ins always encouraged because I couldn't throw them all on here. But the ones I did choose, Brandon, were at Yahoo Sports NHL, at NHL, at NHL on NBC, or at TSN Hockey. We already got some write-ins. You know, Gone Puck Wild has said Sportsnet. I replied. Gross, good sports. I hate Sportsnet. Um, I, I I added for my personal account the hockey fights is always good, but Yahoo Sports is the fucking king. All their tweets make me laugh. Uh, producer T, former producer of the the first rendition of the 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 Stick and Ring podcast, now co-host of the Stick Hungry podcast, covering all things San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. He responds with Noah at Chicklets Clips as of the Spit and Chicklets um, GIF account. Um, again, we couldn't add them all in here, but uh, Yahoo Sports is running away with it right now at 47%. Um, whoa, a vote as I read it down, or uh, run it down. NHL, NHL and NBC, and TSN Hockey are all tied at 18%. Nice. Um, for me, honestly, here in the States, I got to side with uh, NHL and NBC. Okay, okay. A lot of people are critical about just the the American feed um, in, in general. I guess you're not a Fox Sports North guy, despite the Minnesota Wilds covering it. Some, sometimes I can't stand West Walls. That's all. West Walls. I got to get them on the show. 
You Good should. Medicine. You should. He, he'd be pretty good. But uh, no, if I really had to choose, if I could, if I could actually watch it here in the States, I would be TSN hockey all day, all night. Yeah. TSN hockey is the best. Yeah. But, but again, I'm talking about the Twitter accounts, right? Yeah. Yahoo sports, hilarious tw- tweets. Um, NHL, obviously informative with their articles. TSN, they, they give you what you think you didn't need. NHL and NBC, they're kind of just bluff for how many Twitter followers they have. Yeah. That, that's my opinion on the matter anyways. I don't know. For, for what it's worth from a Canadian's point of view. <laughs> and then you got Gone Puck Wild going Sportsnet. Like, Shut the uh, fuck up, Gone Puck Wild. I don't know if you listen to this <laughs> podcast, but that's some bullshit right there. Sportsnet sucks. Yeah, they might take offensive to that. I don't care. Come at me. <laughs> All right, folks, this poll question is going to run for another uh, six days or so. So please, if you haven't already, comment or vote on it. Thanks to everyone tuning in on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., iHeartRadio, the whole shebang, folks. The best thing you can do for us this week, besides donating to our hosts, that's right, our hosts, Dylan and I, creators of the Hockey Podcast Network, we don't dip our feet in the pool at all. It goes to our hosts like Brandon Quest, uh, patreon.com slash the hockey podcast network. But the best thing you can do for us is to give us five stars on iTunes, Apple podcast, or wherever you can rate your podcast. Go listen through our website, the hockey podcast network.com or on your respected apps by downloading the episodes before you listen, because it just helps our business reminder again i ran down patreon um other shows on the network are doing some contests the minnesota wild we have a contest going on right now if you just leave your uh, a text or voicemail to the open phone uh number you get automatically entered into the contest that number again if you're uh if you, if you don't remember 612-324-1684 a text or voicemail gives you an automatic entry into our monthly giveaways as well as a goal prediction prior to a Minnesota Wild game, so go check that out at HockeyPodNet. Uh, the Oil Country podcast, who covers the Edmonton Oilers, they have a giveaway, which is uh, nearing an end right now. There's still maybe some time to go uh, check them out to get details on how to enter that. I believe it's a Minnesota Wild and Edmonton Oilers game in Edmonton. So if you were a Minnesota fan listening to this podcast who resides in Edmonton, go listen to their podcast, go check it out, and you have a chance to win tickets to that game. And the Stick Hungry podcast, again, covering the San Jose Sharks. They have giveaways all the time, so go check them out. They had former Sharks player Bracken Kearns on the show recently, and it was a great interview that uh, our boy Dylan Kayser um, conducted with him. Don't forget to follow myself at VA Sports Talk, the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod, and at Hockey Pod Net on Twitter and every other social media under that handle. Brandon, where can they find you? Um, where are we at? Oh, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Quascon. not even listening. Quascon Wild on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at MN Wild Livewire. And folks, the Hockey Podcast Network. Familiarize yourself with that name. Signing off, I'm Isha Jerome. He has been Brandon Quast, and this has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Folks, keep sipping that pink Whitney and stay wild.